This week's episode is being sponsored by Little Lights on the Lane. Little Lights on the Lane is a wedding and event venue surrounded by the Cedars Edge Golf Course, 15 minutes from Iowa City in West Branch, Iowa. This business is women-owned, and they focus on creating intentional spaces and exceptional experiences. They understand the importance of slowing down and being present in the moments that fill us with light and love. Betsy and I are excited to be part of one of their upcoming events, a women's wellness retreat on May 6th from 9 to 4 p.m., where we will share the message of self-compassion with attendees. In life, we all need space and time to recharge the inner light that is in us. Spend the day learning, nourishing, and relaxing, surrounded by a community of women. Whether you're a young professional in search of your new self, a mother finding time for everyone but yourself, an empty nester navigating through this new phase of life, or someone in between, this event is for you. The day will be filled with yoga, mindfulness, self-care, and a panel of amazing women with passion for women's health and wellness. Come join us for a day that is all yours. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Tinder Wild podcast listeners, we are excited to be here, just Kate and I today, talking about the phenomenon, at least in Iowa, that we have been experiencing in this last month of our obsession with women's basketball. Yeah, it's been quite a last few months here. Yeah. Well, I'll start out because I um I know you grew up as an athlete. Mm-hmm. You grew up playing basketball. You have that picture of yourself as a little girl in your mom's basketball <laughs> uniform. So athletics is women's athletics has been a part of your life where I was the um, little trumpet geek, um, the brainy, the brainy trumpet geek. And so I didn't play the, the girl with the loose joints. So they told me from the That's day right. one that I was born, We're don't let play. her play contact sports. But even in the midst of not being someone who tends to follow um, sports, I was so drawn into the magic of Caitlin Clark and this women's basketball. We watched some of those final games together. We were together. <laughs> Which was so fun. And I, I saw some competitiveness come oh, out of you. I was so stressed out watching those games. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But you have been a longtime fan of Iowa women's basketball and have been a season ticket holder. And so we thought we'd come together today and um, just... Maybe try to understand a little bit more why this was such a phenomenal experience for our state, but it felt more global and how it ties into some of the themes we've been talking about of the feminine rising and this, this focus on the power of women. Right. Yeah. I would call the season nothing short of magic. I mean, there's just magic in it. Yeah. We, we did have season tickets this year, and when we go, we had, I remember one game in particular, we had these two little girls behind us. They brought their signs. They knew every mm. player. They 
they watched were the they? game. They were sisters and they were like, I think when I asked them, they were nine and seven. Okay. Um, and they, they cheered with like, I mean, like total gumption. Like <laughs> they, they were, were into like it, into huh? the game. And I just couldn't help but think, and I told them, I said, you are the best fans I have mm. sat next to this entire season. So there was something about young people yeah, and, and it, boys and girls. My son was at the final, you know, at Carver for the final game. Um, this, this drew, you know, young boys and young girls. Uh, and she, yes, Caitlin was magic, but it was, it was beyond, it was more the whole team and the whole experience it created and the energy. I think for me, I'm fascinated with the rising of this energy around yes. them. Okay, so I want to hear about that because for me, that was my fascinating part is that I've been studying feminine energy and the goddess and, you know, and this sort of belief or this idea that this feminine is rising in our culture. You know, the Dalai Lama said it's the Western woman who will save the world, right? So I've been curious about this more from a spiritual psychological perspective. And so I was just kind of blown away by like, oh my gosh, everyone is watching women, mm-hmm. right? men are as excited about watching this women's basketball game as women are like, what is going on right now? So what, what's your perspective on this? Because you've been following the game longer than I have. Is it different this year? I mean, clearly our state, since we made it to the final four, for those of you who don't live in Iowa, we should probably explain (laughs) what what we're talking about. Everyone should know this, but not necessarily. Yeah. We made it to the final four for the first time ever. Um, we beat South Carolina um, to go on to the championship game, and South Carolina was really predicted to win it all. So that felt like the championship mm. game. And ironically, in our community, the night of the championship game, we had a tornado <laughs> roll through our community. Yeah. So it was, there was the just the energy around all of it has been nothing short of magnificent. And Caitlin Clark. Yeah, so tell everyone who Caitlin Clark is if you don't, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who Caitlin Clark is. So she's a local, she grew up in Iowa uh, in the Des Moines area and she um, is a junior and she has been a phenomenon the last couple years, but this year um, just took it to all new heights, not just on her own though. I think the team came together in a way this year that was just miraculous in how they you know, her number of assists, her number of um, uh, rebounds and, and, and points. So she often scores um, double in all of those categories, which most men don't do. Yeah. So um, and then shoots three pointers from the logo. That's kind of her trademark yeah. shot. So she's phenomenal to watch. She won player of the year, player of the year. And then she got all these triple something or other you have to educate me on triple doubles which again like you said a lot of men don't get this very rare um and that's where she caught the attention of magic johnson and steph curry and all these all these people are tweeting about her basketball phenoms themselves who recognize the greatness in her Mm -hmm. um but beyond that she became this team was so bonded from the beginning which i attribute obviously to the to the coaching of lisa bluter and her and Jan Jensen and Abby Stamp and all the wonderful coaches that that are alongside these these women. I, I went to early events in the fall prior to the season and listened to them speak about this upcoming season. And I knew sitting in those audiences, I'm like, 
they know they have something to share. Mm. They were they were calling. It gave it me in. a little bit of chills. They 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 all sensed there was something magical yes. about this year. And they were really encouraging people to get season tickets. They were talking about this is a team like you will never see again. I mean, they knew Lisa Bluter knew, mm. and so seeing that come to fruition. Um, and there's some great video of her with her team early in the season about yeah, tell about the one with imagination and visualization because of course yeah. as a psychologist, I'm all about that and I so believe that what we envision can manifest. Mm-hmm. So tell the story about what she did with her players early in the season. Yeah, well, they released a video uh, about a month ago around the time of the the Big Ten championship of all the teams sitting with her in Carver. And she had them in a circle and she was visualizing with them the confetti falling from the ceiling, the feeling they would have, the trophy. If they were in the final four. Yeah. And just in winning the championship, winning it all. And she, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it gave me chills when I saw the video because I realized this was in their sights from day one. And she helped them believe in themselves and in one another. Mm. And I think that showed up in how they played together. They, if one of them was having an off night, there was somebody was right there to step in. Um, The way they pass the ball, the way they share credit, the way they work together and support each other and honestly cared about each other. I think for me and having, you know, I played basketball you know, I know the years we had a really strong team dynamic, and I know years we didn't. We always did better when we yeah. had the good relationships. Bonded. Yes, and um, so there's so much there's so much to that. And I, you know, full credit to these coaches that brought that out in all of them, and the players for just being such great people. Yeah. So, are. so why do you think? Um, at this time in history, suddenly there was so much buzz about sort of the women's Final Four basketball. Like people were saying they were more excited about watching the women's games than the men's games. And that feels like that could be a first, although y'all out there don't quote me on that because I'm not a, (laughs) I don't follow these things. But, But what is it about I'm curious about this time in history, this point in um, our evolution as a human species. Like, what is it that suddenly these women were so focused on by all humans, right? Mm -hmm. Not all humans, of course, but by many, many more than past years. Yeah. They filled stadiums. Oh, yeah. They're sold out. They sold out. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certainly you can give so much credit to Caitlin Clark because she did things that no player man or woman has done at the levels she she did that the where she shoots the ball her percentages um and so it's thrilling to watch someone make a it is fun shot to watch. from nearly half court um and it goes over in and over. time after time so she you know i think her skill level certainly is a big part of this but then once people are tuning in for that, there was so much more because so what often, do you see as so much more? So they were they were tuning in because she's such a phenomenon. Right. Like she as an individual is just a phenomenal, fluid, yep. makes shots, super fun to watch. 
Um, but then what's the more that you're talking about that the you thought dynamic tied with, people in? Yeah, the dynamic with the team. Okay. So then you, you tune in and then you see the greatness of Monica. And then you see Gabby. And then you see Kate Martin and McKenna. And so, so suddenly you're seeing greatness in the entire team and the way they work together, which to me... Um, and and I, I will say, I, I say this because I watched the evolution at games of the number of t-shirts that people were wearing for different players. It wasn't just yes. all Kaylin Clark. It was, you know. So we have a very famous t-shirt shop that was started in the state of Iowa called Raygun. And we will put it in our show notes because they make phenomenal, smart, witty, mm-hmm. um, great shirts and so they created essentially a t-shirt for all the starting players and I noticed that on national tv broadcast journalists were saying like what's up with all these t-shirts who's making these t-shirts and so a big shout out to Ray Gunn because you guys do a phenomenal job of yeah and they lifted all those players up with that recognition but so yeah I just think when you tuned in you you're like yeah she felt some kind of a synergy there's something with this team yeah and and Caitlin in every interview credits her, her team. I noticed, and that. I think that leadership quality in her, the ability to not just be, you know, so often teams are there's greatness on a team, but it's it lies in one player. Yeah, I think the magic here was she knew how to be amazing, but how to tap into the greatness of others. And I know a lot of announcers would say she lifted other teammates up. Yeah. Um, they all lifted each other up. And I, I think that's the lesson for all of us, quite honestly, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, we talk on this podcast a lot about lifting up other women. Yep, women champion women. Yeah. And I think we saw that. Yes. Well, I have to tell you, Kate, because I did watch the last, well, of the last three games, I watched two out of the three with you. Mm-hmm. And because you and I are talking so much about women championing women, I found myself like wanting to champion the other women's team as well, right? Like I know it's so funny how you go into sporting events and you're like all for your team. Mm -hmm. And of course I felt that I wanted Iowa to win, but I didn't really want to say anything bad about the other women and the other coaches or what the other coaches were wearing or anything like that because it felt like, oh, we're in this new movement. At least you and I have been talking about it so much and I know so many people are wanting this where it's like we are for all women we want women to um, step up in new ways and I think that's for me what was so exciting is not just the women's basketball team from the University of Iowa which yes of course phenomenal so exciting but the fact that women yeah were were being lifted up people were paying attention Mm -hmm. Um, so I I was really like like biting my tongue, not wanting to say anything bad about other players or other teams because I'm like, no, look at these women out there. And I loved that a bunch of women, some of them didn't wear makeup and other of them had like big eyelashes and fancy nails. And it's like they were all individuals. They all had their space to be who they needed to be or wanted to be on that court. And that I thought was also to me felt like some progress forward. Although, how the heck do you play basketball with, like, beautiful nails? I, I don't know how that works. I can't but. even do this podcast <laughs> with beautiful nails. Um, I know. You're, you're, you're so right. And I, I would say I honor the 
the magic and all the teams that, you know, made it to the levels they did this year and just the, the greatness that exists that for so long, we just don't pay attention to it's, it's been there. Yeah. I mean, there's been great teams. There's been great seasons, great athletes. We just aren't talking about them the way we are now. And I, I hope this phenomenon continues. Exactly. This is just the beginning. Um, one of the, one of the other really important aspects of this season is it was the 50th anniversary of title nine, which Sasha Schmid, one of our guests mm-hmm. that we had, um, and please so remind eloquent. all of our listeners what title nine is. If you have forgotten or yeah. don't know, or don't live in our country, <laughs> right? The law that, um, ensures that we have equal opportunity for, for women uh, in education. Mm-hmm. So, and athletics, right? Um, it's actually an education-based law, but okay. it applies to athletics, athletics. as well. Yeah. So we make sure that everyone has the same opportunities. And we had one of the early pioneers for Title IX who testified in front of Congress, Christine Grant, that passed away uh, a couple years ago and was so um, instrumental in raising the profile of women athletes uh, when she was our athletic director here at Iowa for the women, she was the women's athletic director, mm-hmm. and uh, we we are we were an early adopter of admitting men and women at the same um, level in in our college here at the University of Iowa. So there's a deep history here, and Sasha talked about this, and she and I personally talked about this. Sasha was one of the had one of the last visits with Christine Grant before she passed away. And she wanted her legacy to be about education. And I was actually re-looking it and reading some articles lately about this. And what I love most is that, because back when she was athletic director, they sold out Carver for women's basketball. Mm, and this Vivian was how Stringer, many years ago? 20? Uh, over 20 years ago. Vivian Stringer was uh, the coach. She hired one of the, the first black female coaches in big 10 history as well. So she just, she was a pioneer Mm. and she sold out the, the, the arena. In fact, they were breaking fire code and she tells a story about how she got reprimanded for that. And so she framed it. (laughs) Well, she framed the letter, framed the letter of reprimand because they packed, I mean, people were in the aisles. People were, there was more people in there than should have been. Um, But that's what happened again, 50, you know, all these years later. Yeah. And she would just be so thrilled to have seen the progress because what came along with this was education, understanding and getting educated about women's basketball and how people, people now know who these players are. They know, um, they know the coaches, they know the, Mm. the process the girls go through, um, the rituals, the cheers, all of that has become this elevated conversation in our community, in our state, and in the nation, and I think beyond, um, that is shifting things in a way that I don't, we can't go back. Yeah. We hope. Yeah, we shouldn't. Um, yeah. Because it, it, it's been just been really something. So Okay, so I want to get your opinion on this or your take on this because I always love to talk to you about these things. There was a lot of trash talking mm-hmm. on the court, 
right? And that's what Caitlin Clark is is known for being one of the best trash talkers. And I didn't even know what trash talk was because, again, I'm not an athlete. And so uh, someone was saying, well, that's when you get in someone's face and you tell them, like, you can't guard me and I'm going to. And so but that became kind of a point later on mm-hmm. through sort of these big national profile games. Um, what what do you think of it? What do you think of women uh, being in there, trash talking, getting getting down, saying things to each other in that competitive spirit? Yeah. Well, that was fascinating to watch the, that week after and how everyone wanted that to be the issue. Right? Yes. Everyone weighed in. Everyone was upset on one side or the other with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. And, you know, they're both being interviewed and, um, and Caitlin Clark, I feel like really stepped up and, and, and said, Hey, this is part of the game. This is what we do. We don't do this. Actually, we don't do that with men athletes. We don't, we don't ask them, them about to, them to yeah. fight. Right. That's just That's part of the game. That's such a good point. Like we're not pitting man mm-hmm. against man after a game, which is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted it to be the story. Yeah. And the media is very good at picking up on those things. And and so um, is this part of what you and I've talked about, this patriarchal energy of like, if we can get women to invite and to divide, then that do you think there's something in in this situation Mm -hmm. based on that? What we've talked about? Yeah, I do. And, and, you know, obviously there was even a racial divide they were trying to create that we have to be honest about. And I have to, I give credit to both of these women athletes. They, they, I've seen interviews with both since then. They, they weren't going to go there and mm. they should, they, in fact, I feel like they both shut it down. Just said, we honor each other's playing. We, we respect each other, but yeah. we can, st- we can respect each other and still, still be competitive, be competitive and, on the court yep. and do what it may be deemed trash talking. So, um, I think it really, I, I, give great credit to both of those players for um, not getting swept up in that and, and um, being honest about, you know, that both can exist. Yeah. And I just want to honor all these young women who are on this major stage and how you carry yourself, carry yourself and move through all the stress and the pressure of that um, in such a, you know, what seemed to be a really graceful way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm glad we did this episode because I do feel like, I wanted to capture how you and I were both feeling about it. I know, you know, so many tuned in to watch. It was a record number of viewers uh, in the end. And I hope all those viewers will be back, especially the women. Like we need to continue to support women mm-hmm. uh, and take our boys and yes. take our husbands and partners and say, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to keep this. My 17 year old son was so revved up after that final game, he could not let it go for like two days that they had lost. And, you know, he, he's 17, right? So he was coming up with all the reasons why it was a travesty. But the fact that my teenage son Uh cared that much, cared that much was like such a, it gave me such a warm hearted feeling actually. And can we just talk about, we were watching the final game together and we had an extra little one. Yeah. There. My daughter Greta was there and she had friend. another 11 year old friend with her and they got teary. Those girls. Yes. When they, at the end when they lost, yeah. like they were, they were visibly upset, yeah. which just showed how much they had emotionally invested in that and at their ages. I yes. mean, and so I also think for that age girl to, and which is such the power of, of Kaylin is 
you know, that can happen. Yeah. And she says this. I believed when I was, when I was, you know, that age, Mm -hmm. I had a dream to do this and I am living it out and you can too. And so she has these powerful messages for young, young girls and we need more role models like that. Yeah. And you can do it in an authentic way to you. I think that's the other thing she offers. It's like, she's not trying to fit a certain mold. She is who she is. um, And she, and she openly cares about all her teammates. Yeah. Which is such a beautiful thing to witness. And for, for young people to see the power of a team Mm, working together towards something. Yeah. And I love the idea that she had a dream. She envisioned it. She believed it. And no matter whether that little girl wants to be a basketball player or a Broadway star or a teacher or an artist, or it's that idea of, I have a dream. I believe I can do this and I'm going to go for it. I think that is some of the power from all of this. All of this. All right. So who are we championing today, well, Miss Kate? It's pretty obvious that we're championing our local team of fabulous women basketball players at the University of Iowa, including Caitlin Clark, all the coaches. Um, such an amazing, amazing group of people uh, who have given us so much joy. Inspiration. Inspiration. Yeah. yeah. We were just fortunate to to be able to witness it and we wish them all the best in the season that's upcoming. They can't even open season tickets yet because there's too much demand. Everybody wants them. It's going to be a sold out <laughs> season for from, sure. Yeah, asking people to please buy them to we, we don't have enough it's and beautiful. we got to figure this out. So yeah, looking forward to, to what's next and just want to thank them for the power of what was. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. Thanks. Today's episode is sponsored by Kate Moreland Coaching and Heartland Yoga. As a coach, I am an advocate for authenticity and well-being for individuals, organizations, and communities. Through my coaching work, I like to help you connect to your authenticity. Whether you're an individual, a leader, or an organization, your creative power lies in your authenticity. Doing the work to understand your strengths and acknowledge the patterns and rocks that are in your way is the path to well-being. Whether it's your career or your relationship with yourself or others, transformative change begins within. You can reach me at katemorelandcoaching.com. Heartland Yoga has been in business for nearly 15 years. I founded this studio with the intention for it to be a safe place where people could come and heal. I also knew that I wanted a business that fostered community and connection. So if you are looking to deepen your yoga practice, heal from physical, emotional, mental, wounds, or simply connect with people who are like-minded. Heartland Yoga is a place that we would love to welcome you into, whether it's online or in person. You can find out more information at www.heartlandyoga.com. And now the amazing singer-songwriter, Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week. Safety.